If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Triple D, I'm back. How you been? How you mama? How you dad? How you family? How's your boo? Alright, I'm getting nosy. Anyway, um, I hope you guys have been good. Um, how these how these finales been treating you? Good? You a little distraught? Ready for more? We'll get to that a little later. Um, it's good to be back. Um, good to be back recording. Uh, trying to work on this whole consistency thing. You know, it's not a you know, it's not a strength of mine at the moment, but uh, hopefully we can uh, we hopefully we can change that. So um, today I want to give my think piece on think pieces. But first, you know, got to get that little random recap going. So um, as some of you may know um, I had surgery not too long ago, minor surgery, um, hernia in the groin. Um, not super invasive, but, you know, the recovery was super painful again. Shout out to women who deal with abdominal stuff, because, like I said, I can't do it. And, you know, I do it monthly. And some of you with, you know, giving birth, nah, not me. Hats off to you. So, um, yeah, like I said, that happened not too long ago, and um, I actually just went back to work recently. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a little rough. Your boy can't move around that much. Um, I definitely can't bend and, and kneel. Um, I can't lift anything more than 40 pounds, which, you know, it, it sounds like that's not a lot. You know, I can do that. Then you actually try it when you, until you're not fully healed. Yeah, it's quite humbling, quite humbling. I, I can't go to the gym. I got to wait to get cleared on that. Uh, but it does feel good to be out of the house. Like I was, I was getting serious, serious cabin fever. The good thing about that was I got to catch up on a lot of TV. One of the things I finally caught up on was Stranger Things. Yeah, your boy was super late to the party. I can't wait for this second season. Um, I think it's supposed to come out like around Halloween, I think. But yeah, I've I binge watched the whole first season within like a week. And it's, it's you guys are not lying. It's amazing. Uh, these kids, like, man, like, they're just beast actors like it, it not to not to you know not to shit on the the child actors of our day but these kids are are blowing them out of the water like there's so much depth and emotion that a lot of grown actors <laughs> are lacking but you know these these kids are killing it um i think the cool thing about them doing another season and hope i don't know 
I wouldn't want them to run it into the ground, but like, I think it'd be cool to kind of do this for a while because it's really cool when you get to see talented kids just grow throughout their roles and stuff like that. And it'd be really interesting to see, you know, these kids kind of grow up on screen, like playing these, like, who knows, probably iconic characters it may be a little early to tell but like the they have the potential to be iconic characters of their generation and uh that, that's really dope um definitely a dark a dark show it's it's hard to watch during the day because like it's filmed so dark so you know i had to watch a lot of it at night but the 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 concepts were cool like that like late 70s early 80s vibe to it which like i was i was born in 83 so like some of that stuff looked super familiar to me growing up but like just really dope um top to bottom uh let's see the defenders i finally um watched that i binge watched that um probably gonna do a review on it in depth uh eventually i I want to you know i i enjoyed it like a lot of people had their issues with it you know but um i enjoyed it but I'm, i'm gonna save that for the full review uh what else what else what else um the game of thrones season finale man what uh, what do I need to like? As always, that show that show never fails to deliver like a, a huge cliffhanger between like the White Walkers literally being at the doorstep and having their own dragon to us finally figuring out who Jon Snow really is and and that being his aunt his auntie. But uh, ooh. Yeah, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be some hard news to break. Um, Littlefinger finally biting the dust, even though I think that was like the episode before, but still, Littlefinger's down. Thank God. But yeah, Game of Thrones, I've never been more invested in the, the adventures of pale, the pale folk, <laughs> as, a, as it's so put, but like it, it's crazy. And I, I can't wait to see how that how that concludes uh, this next this well not next this last season is going to be hopefully hopefully if they do it right it's going to be something we're talking about for years to come like i don't i don't see any like fantasy level show competing with it like there's a bunch of shows kind of trying to pop up to be the the basic cable version of game of thrones which if you can put on a decent story then good luck to you but game of thrones has just been ridiculous we're actually going to talk a little bit about it later um once we once we get into the main topic um i also i'll kind of like another show that i was watching but i kind of fell off of was was insecure um i fell off of insecure i still need to watch like the last i think like three episodes i'll talk a little bit more about it later when we talk about the meat of the this particular episode but um yeah i fell off i still need to watch the last few episodes i haven't seen the the finale yet um so i might have to get on that so you know let's take a little quick quick break and uh we'll we'll get into the main topic as soon as we get back What's up? This is Triple D of the Out the Clock Podcast, and I hope you already knew that if you're listening to my podcast. Anyway, if you guys haven't been keeping up with me, every now and then I like to do these sort of special edition type shows called Tinder Tales, where I and hopefully another guest, if uh, I can get one to make it through, talk about the dating scene as it pertains to social media apps and all the the ups, downs, the the fun, the scary things that come along with it. Got a story you want to share, got some tips you want to share. 
Any questions you want to ask, then feel free to share by emailing offtheclockpodcast at yahoo.com. That's O-F-F-T-H-A, clock podcast. If you want, you can be anonymous. Just put that somewhere in the message and hit me up. Until then, happy swiping. Hey guys, Triple D here. Being an independent podcaster can be a bit overwhelming, especially when it comes to the promotional aspect of it all. We retweet and we repost, we copy and paste links, we share, but sometimes you want to do a little bit more. I know this is not a new concept, but I guess you could say this is me formally opening up some airspace on my shows so you can promote your shows completely free. So don't worry about paying me because let's be honest, I ain't that big. And if I have the shoe was on the other foot, I ain't got it like that. So if you're interested, record a quick straight to the point promo, maybe about a minute or less. And be sure to email it to offtheclockpodcast at yahoo.com. That's O-F-F-T-H-A, clockpodcast at yahoo.com. Let's help each other grow together. So like I said before the breakup, I kind of fell off of Insecure. And I kind of had, like, I had the opportunity to get back into it, but I didn't. And the reason why was because I I read a think piece that kind of messed me up. Um, it's not like it, well, it's not so much. It messed me up. It's it sort of like, I, I let it, I kind of let it ruin my, my perception. Like I, I took it, I think I read into it a little too deep. Um, and I, I, it kind of, it kind of turned me off to the TV show. So first we got to talk about kind of what sort of led to me falling off insecure. And in order to do that, we kind of got to go back to, I'm going to do my best to give you like a brief a brief like sort of synopsis of my mind frame about the show leading up to when I fell off. So um was a big fan of the show when it first started. Um as usual I was late to the party. I got into it like I think like right around when it was about to end. So like I didn't even really finish it all until like after the first season had ended. Um thought it was a really dope concept just about uh you know, the main character, uh, Issa and pretty much her, her, her relationships with the people in her life around her, um, how she, how, you know, her decision-making, how she dealt with those decisions and, you know, dealt with the, the backlash or triumphs, you know, the, the outcomes of those decisions. And, you know, you, you, like any good show, you, you fall in with the, the characters, the, the side characters too. Like if it's a good show, um, and I think one of the, the things I thought was interesting was um, the Lawrence character and, you know, not on the the whole, you know, team Lawrence aspect of it. It was just it was kind of cool. Like, I, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, and when I do, it's usually like something like sci fi based, something, you know, not so, you know, real life, like not so so level. Um, and I think the cool thing about the Lawrence character was just the fact that he was a conflicted black male. He, he was dealing with stuff and it was just, you know, seeing a conflicted black male on screen who wasn't automatically labeled ain't shit. Cause that, it's so easy to do that. And I was, you know, obviously the show's about Issa, but like, I thought it was interesting to see how, what, even though, you know, he was, he's a set piece to, to further drive her story. Like just kind of seeing him deal with, with the things that he was dealing with, like I thought was, was pretty cool. So we were in the second season and they're both kind of doing their own thing, which, you know, makes sense. 
after the way things ended the last season. So it was just like, I thought it was, you know, it, it was off to a good start. As I stated before, like the show is about Issa. We only know about Molly and Lawrence and, you know, all the other side characters. We only know about what's going on with them to further drive along her plot. So with, you know, for the most part, and the majority of the show is about her. Um, the, uh, the second majority, even though not as much, is about Molly. Um, there's not a whole lot about Lawrence. There, you know, there were little moving things here and there, but like everything else is implied. It's never explicitly stated, but everything is, you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to use your imagination. And even still, you, you don't know if you're right. So the episode that, that like kind of set me back was, the episode with um where him and uh what is her name uh bank teller girl i think it was tasha or whatever um and i i'm sorry like i it's been a while so like i'm terrible with names anyway so um they had the, the falling out at the end of the episode and the thing that that got me was the the big like her speech to him at the end now i don't dispute the fact that she was hurt I don't dispute the fact that he definitely handled everything wrong. What got me was the fact that the moment it's it's implied that after, you know, he tells her about what happened with Issa, you know, and then they kind of get back on sort of good terms. Like at that point, we don't know what the deal is between them. Like it's never fully, you know, explained like, yeah, she invites him to a family thing. Um, and like I said, I do not, I in no way endorse what he did. Like what he did bailing out was definitely messed up, but like the whole, you know, you fuck boy that thinks he's a good dude. Like I, I understood the anger behind it, but like the fact that instantly after that, there were 30 think pieces, Everybody was using it like it just kind of blew me. And here and here's why. Like, I think I got too personally invested in what I was seeing to the point where I had an idea of what I wanted to see play out. I, I did that thing that I hate that other people do. And I, I put my vision of somebody else's artwork on screen. And when it didn't pan out the way that it that I wanted it to, it turned me off. And I hate when people do that. And admittedly, that's that's what I did. So it was like for me, like more directly, it's just like the minute they labeled him, that's what that's what kind of turned me off. Like and not just not just the fact that they labeled him, but like when they labeled him what they labeled him, it it kind of disappointed me because it's like there's no coming back from that. Like I, who knows? Like I, I could be, I could be wrong. Like I haven't watched the, the whole season, but like just from the, the outpouring of think pieces and the little blurbs that people are putting on Facebook. And, you know, like I said, everybody, like I've heard that line used from people being playful with it to people like actually trying to throw that stuff at other people on social media. And it's just like, I just got disappointed. I think in more so in myself for letting it get to me like that. And it's just like it that's what kind of that's what sort of brings us here today. It's just like, well, I understand where, you know, people see the need for think pieces. I also feel like there's another aspect to them that that could possibly ruin like TV and movie. 
well, not so much ruin, but like definitely hinders what, what people are trying to do with their artistic vision. Now, while it's very possible that the message that people are putting in their think pieces is what was intended, it's also possible that that was the furthest thing from what the, what the writers intended or what the creator intended. And it's just, it kind of blows my mind that like, if a, if a think piece gets enough traction, enough people, t- like people will tend to, to, to kind of cite it as chopping down other people's work or forcing that particular view onto another person's work. Um, like I, I can't, I, if I, if I remember, if I can find it again, like, cause I, I, I read so many and I tried not to, but like I, there was one in particular where it just pretty much tore down like that from that one speech at the end, like it pretty much tore down the Lawrence character. And it's just like, while I, I could kind of understand where they would get that idea, it didn't seem fair only for the simple fact that we don't, we didn't see enough of that particular relationship to, to go that deep personally. Like that's just my personal opinion. Like I felt like for the most part, the only time we saw these two for real was when they were having sex or they were just chilling. Like there was no real relationship building on screen for these two. We just, we just assumed. And you know, like that, the whole, well, he should have known. It's not necessarily true. Like there, I feel like on a more realistic standpoint, there's, there should be some, some conversation, but that's a whole nother, there's a whole nother topic. Basically what I'm trying to get at is like, I, I just don't like the fact that we, we live in a time now where a person can put out some, you know, can come up with some sort of concept that whether it be a song or a television show or a movie or a screenplay or a book, be brave enough, be bold enough to put that out there. And then one think piece, not, not, not so much a criticism, not, not so much another, you know, creative body of work, but one think piece on that person's vision, whether it's completely right or completely wrong. Most of the time, you never even really know, but just one think piece, one opinion piece given enough traction can completely derail what that person is trying to do. You know what I mean? I'll give you another example. Um, cause I, I kind of, I feel like I kind of rambled through the insecure example. I think like around season three or four of Game of Thrones, um, there was a think piece that popped up on, it was like this person thought it was messed up that there weren't that many black people in Game of Thrones. And initially I was kind of on board. Like I was like, well, you know what? You're kind of right. Like I think for the most part, I can only think of four. Um, there was the guy in like the first or second season who tried to trick Daenerys out of her dragons. Uh, there was the, the black pirate dude that helped out, um, the onion Knight. Um, Masande is mixed. Um, and I think gray worm is mixed, um, with something, both of them. I don't, I'm not, don't quote me on that. Like, but you can tell they're, they're both, they're both people of color. So yeah, initially after, you know, off of that, I was just like, you know what? There aren't a lot of black people on Game of Thrones. Like, what, what are you trying to say? Like, like people can't be in stuff like this. And while, you know, it was a little disappointing at first, you know, the, that particular thing piece, it like, it kind of delves into this, this sort of outrage thing. 
where it's like, okay, I kind of get what you're coming from. But then I sat back and thought about it. And given the nature of the show, given the nature of Game of Thrones, anyone who's watched enough Game of Thrones can pretty much attest to this. Me as a black person, I don't know if I'd want to see black people in that show, given its nature. And what I mean by that is for anyone who's never really watched Game of Thrones, the show is super unforgiving. Like no one comes through it unscathed. And that's that's part of the that's part of my 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 issues against um, those type of think pieces where um, one person wants to try to tough to to integrate something that they feel is missing. And, you know, there was there was like a little thing on I think it was like Tumblr where they were just like, you know, I'd love to see like Lupita Nyong'o or, uh, or, uh, you know, Vala Davis, um, playing like warrior characters or, you know, some, some, uh, like, uh, like rulers on Game of Thrones, you know, some of a, of like a black kingdom and stuff like that, which sounds good. And, you know, cause initially when I read it, I was like, yeah, it sounds good on paper. But like I said, the problem with that is, you know, certain aspects of black Twitter, black Tumblr, it's like we, we would want to see them on the show but we want to see them completely winning. The problem with Game of Thrones is no one ever completely wins on that show. Like there are no flawless victories on that show. There's a whole lot of bad stuff that happens to good people on that show. I, and th- that's the reason why I wouldn't want to see them on that show. Because if you put them in there, you have like you, you put them in there with the rules of that show. Otherwise, it just seems kind of ridiculous to just shovel in these people who are untouchable it happens on other shows it doesn't happen on game of thrones like nothing is off limits with that show you know people get maimed people get raped people get killed viciously you know people are humiliated like it's it's a rough go for that show so like while i had while i kind of understood where they were coming from where it's like there's not a lot of black people on that show I'm also kind of glad there's not a black, lot of black people on that show because if they're in there, they're not safe from the nature of that show. Cause that, that's, that's the, the harsh reality of what's being portrayed, of what's being portrayed in the show. You know, like it's, it's raw. You know what I mean? And like, while it would be cool to see them in there for them to go through and just, you know, go through the whole thing flawless and unscathed, like, with what we've seen so far in the show, it would have just kind of gotten ridiculous. Like the whole purpose of the show is that anything could happen to anyone at any given moment. And, you know, as much as people say they'd like to see black characters on that show, it would, you, you would, you would be furious if they obliged and put black people on that show and they got the same treatment as all the other actors. Well, they all, not the actors as the other characters on that show. So it's like, I feel you, but you know what? Let's go ahead and keep them off screen where it's safe. They've, you know, black characters have already gone through enough. And they, like I said, I don't think they, they definitely wouldn't be safe on Game of Thrones. So I don't know if it was strategic by George R.R. R. Martin or the creator or well, the writers and, and the producers, but I, you know, I ain't mad at it. Cause like I said, uh, there were four, ple- there were four people. The, the first guy, like I said, who tried to, tried to play, who tried to screw Daenerys out of her dragons, got, you know, spoiler alert, he got locked in a tomb alive. Um, Missandei was a slave. Um, Grey Worm 
also a slave, but all, but was a was a eunuch. And then there was the black dude who played like the, the pirate that helped out the onion night. I don't know what happened to him, but he, I, I'm wondering if the actor was just like, you know what? Let me get up out of here uh, before you guys do something crazy to me. So we'll just take it as it is. So like while I was thinking of the pros and cons of think pieces where it's like, you know, obviously the pros are you get another person's perspective on whatever the subject matter is. Um, they may bring light to something that, that, you know, might've gotten past you in your first viewing or the first time you took in whatever the subject matter is. Um, the cons are, and this doesn't always happen, but like a lot of times you'll see the, the author of the think piece harshly critique that person's creation. Now, like if it's not, if something's not good, and you, you critique it. It's one thing, but you'll see some of these people like going in on these people, this, these people's hard work because it doesn't rank up to somebody else's hard work. It's like the person creating it, the person, the author of this think piece has not created something original for their own of their own, has not created anything original of their own, but they felt they feel compelled to go in on somebody else's creative works. So, you know, I'm, I was going back and forth with the pros and cons of this, getting ready for this episode. And then I was like, you know, the, the duh moment, the Eureka, but also the like, duh, you're doing it too moment was like these podcasts, like whenever we talk about a certain subject that's, you know, media based, whether it's, like I said, literature or something on screen or music, our podcasts, they're they're borderline think pieces themselves. If they, if you wouldn't fully consider them think pieces, it put me in a weird spot where it's just like, like I have a love hate relationship with think pieces and I'm doing a think piece on it. Despite all this, this rambling, like while I get think pieces, while I get their, their use, I often feel like we're in a, we're in an age now where like, we don't need a think piece on everything. Just let some things be, let people take it in, at their own capacity. Also, don't make the mistake of reading a think piece before you take in whatever the think piece is about because you'll ruin it for yourself. Like I said, I read that think piece on, you know, that particular episode of Insecure and it, it, I didn't fully agree with everything being said, but I let myself get so deep into it that like I haven't been able to as of yet, go back and, and watch those episodes when I should have just, you know, maybe bookmarked it for later, like after the series, which I think that's what I'm going to do now. Like if I come across a think piece of something and the title seems interesting, I'm gonna, I think I'm just going to set it aside until I finish uh, either the movie or the series or the album or the book or whatever, because <laughs> reading a think piece while not having completed something could can mess you up. <laughs> so, you know, like I was saying, I think what I'm trying to get at is like, while there's sort of a place for think pieces, like let's not go overboard with them. Like, especially if you're not creating on your own, like I'm not saying don't read think pieces. I'm not saying don't write think pieces, but don't, don't put so much weight on something on an opinion. Like an opinion is one thing. I, I feel like having an opinion towards something is one thing, but to pretty much spend however many paragraphs tearing down someone's creative work 
it, like not to get back into it, but like I like a lot of people will, will write out these long essays on why they hated something or why they think this represents this. And then, you know, you you'll either see an interview with a writer or the creator later and they'll say that, well, this was my intention with this and what they intended is completely the opposite or is way off from what the, the think piece author came up with. And it's just like, if you'd have, if you'd have taken the time to just relax, re- either rewatch it again, or at least try to see it from another angle, you, you might've, you might've been able to, to take it and, you know, to enjoy it more or learn something from it. Like, I know this sounds a bit like a rant and I don't want to come off as like, completely anti think piece i do think they need to chill with you know i do think there are too many think pieces i think we we kind of need to come to a consensus of think pieces are simply opinion and while you can agree with opinion you shouldn't take every opinion as gospel if that makes sense (laughs) anyway um I'm going to stop rambling and uh, you guys let me know what you think about think pieces. Um, our podcast considered think pieces. Um, how helpful do you find think pieces? Do you think they're not helpful? Um, just what do you think? As always, you know where to find me. Uh, it's triple underscore D on Twitter or at off the clock pod on also on Twitter off the clock podcast at yahoo.com. That's O F F T H a clock pod at yahoo.com and uh yeah the facebook page will be coming one day i don't know when (laughs) i'm working on it maybe but uh yeah this is triple d and i'll see you guys next time